Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I am Lord Brabazon of Tara. I decree that this game was 8-4. Welcome to Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast. And we're here to remind you all of a very important message. Wales, golf, Madrid, in that order. I am joined tonight by a man who would rather be on the golf course. Hello, Tom. And I am your host, the former cover star of Yorkshire's edition of FIFA 14. It's Daz. Nice. Hi. R.I.P. Bale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my uh, preferred players when I was at uni. He kind of had a way about him when he was uh, Spurs' best player where he was like, okay, well, we're losing or drawing this game, but I'm just not prepared to accept that. I'm just going to like just do something absurd and make a goal on my own, most likely score it, and that'll be that. Very exciting player. Yeah, especially considering he started as a left back. Like, yeah. not not to disrespect left backs. Uh, obviously, backs is not with us tonight, so he can't defend <laughs> left backs. But they're not usually associated. Apart from Roberto Carlos, has been the most exciting players to watch on the on the field. But he, he certainly changed that perceptive, and then eventually went on to become a forward. So says it all, really, doesn't it? Well, I hope he gets the golf career that he's been wanting for some time. I'm sure there'll be a lot of, what's it like? In America, I swear they do all these like celebrity charity tournaments. He'll probably be the first on the list for all of those, I imagine. Yeah. But he'll probably say no to them because he's like, don't care. Not not that he doesn't care about charity. I'm not saying he doesn't care about charity. I'm just saying he doesn't (laughs) care. He doesn't care about solely doing golf for the entertainment of Americans. Welcome to your Gareth Bale slander podcast. We've definitely started some good um, slanderous 
cases, which maybe one day if we become big, may come back to bite us. <laughs> but for now, they won't. It's worth mentioning that we haven't got Andy Baxter with us today. He is one of the many mid to late 30s males who is currently outside the local post office demanding the pension after finding out you can retire at the ripe old age of 33. Yeah, good on him. I don't know if he'll get the back pay. In in his absence, we're going to carry on reading through Wardy's goodness, the football's strangest matches saga. And this next one, Tom, I can only really summarise by saying the nicest way to put it, I think, is that he must have had a couple of hard bovrels before he wrote this one. <laughs> hard and... bovrels on a on a cloudy night in Colchester is all that gets us through. I mean, there's some of the stories that we've read of his that we've we've doubted, but this one he's not even pretending is real. <laughs> I'm Andrew Ward, and this never happened. Yeah, basically. And I'm going to dive in before we ruin it for everyone. But we're going up to Scotland. It's 1963. It's February. And this one I've decided to call When Wardy Did Shrooms. (laughs) Great. Looking forward to this. It was a great game at Station Park on Saturday. Although few spectators braved the elements. Early Wardy weather warning there. Three seagulls and a dead sparrow occupied the enclosure, while the only spectator in the stand, besides the dispatch reporter, was a dispossessed field mouse. A, a dispossessed field mouse? Does he clarify that at all? Or? Nope. Okay. The dispossessed field mouse, a dispatch reporter, three seagulls, and a dead sparrow at this game. Sounds like the Forest Green Rovers crowd. <laughs> Way. <laughs> Although they wouldn't be eating the dead sparrow. No, absolutely not. That was how the Forfar Dispatch introduced its report of the imaginary game between Forfar Athletic and Sterling Albion during the Big Freeze. Of 1962 to 63. Can you guess where we're going with it yet? Um, not at the moment. I'll carry on then. Snow and ice layered the pitches and terraces. Matches were postponed en masse. And the major casualty was the football pools. What's it called nowadays? What do they call them now? Uh, accumulators? Yeah, accumulators. However, the introduction of a pools panel was made to imagine the results of these games. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. This is very dodgy, isn't it? A little bit. I think there'd be a bit of room for uh, insider betting. Yes, I think that's exactly what could happen. The pools companies first disclosed the plan in the third week of January. If there were more than 30 postponements, a panel of experts would forecast results of games postponed. I mean, you may as well run a season of FM and put bets on that. 
Yeah, I don't know if they had FM in 1963, but I guess nowadays you could probably do something similar <laughs> or a FIFA tournament. That's not a bad idea. If anyone wants to put bets on um, uh, FM season that we'll run, mm. we'll, we'll gladly take some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we won't, we won't uh, post any footage or proof of the results, but no. we will we will take the money but, and, and decide who wins. Yeah, we're not going to lie to you or anything. No, definitely not. Just like in 1963, 4-5. So, in the 60s, just to, just to give you a did-it-do-what effect, nil-nil draws counted the same as other draws in pool points. Okay. In case you didn't know that, Tom. I uh, was not aware of that. No. Doubts about the legality of the scheme were overcome. <laughs> um, just overcome. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and if this already wasn't unbelievable enough, I've got to tell you that the panel was made up of, and this is the chairman, Lord Brabazon of Tara. What? (laughs) I am Lord Brabazon of Tara. I decree that this game was 8-4. I suspect he may be an Andrew Ward fictional being. It really does feel like he was on something when he wrote this one. Yeah. Um, so who have we got joining Lord Brabazon? He he's brought in four ex international players, which in- include another mention for pint of football and Andrew Ward favourite Ted Drake, fully recovered from his bollock surgery by this point. Drakey. <laughs> he loves mentioning him, doesn't he? <laughs> Tom Finney. Tommy Lawton and George Young. The objectives of the scheme were very clear to help the pools companies and provide a continuing outlet for the nation's gambling impulses. Ah, just the spirit. <laughs> That's the spirit. This was little consolation for non gambling soccer fans who had no chance of following a game. Dot, dot, dot. Unless they read the four far dispatch. You worked out where it's going yet? Well, I'm assuming that they just made up a load of results. But maybe there's something special about the four-far dispatch. Okay. The reporter took the panel's imaginary result and unearthed an imaginary game which was exciting from the very start. Ooh. He went to the ground on his own in the freezing cold and I like to hope he stood there for 90 minutes imagining oh Oh, I see Hmm. what a strange thing to do he was clearly like these people are missing football so I'm just gonna do it myself I've never gotten desperate enough to like go to a non-league ground and just stand there and imagine a game is happening but suppose I live in the futuristic year of 2023, so if I'm desperate, I can just like watch the Mongolian Premier League on a dodgy stream. Yeah, just watch a bit of the Gulf Cup. Um, so do you want to hear about the match? Yes, please. Straight from the first blast of the imaginary referee's kid-on-whistle. Kid-on-whistle? I, I don't know. Yes, it's made up. <laughs> Doesn't matter, does it? It's all made up. 
Albion swept into the attack. Lawler scrambling over a large heap of salt in the four-far goal area. Got what? his boot. What? 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 what, 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 what? <laughs> Why is there salt? Has it been blessed like a sumo ring? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's combining sports he enjoys. Okay. Carry on. He got his boot to a loose ball, but kicked it high over the bar. Even in his imagination, couldn't score a goal. <laughs> I know, I'm imagining he's. I'm imagining he's going to write, <clears throat> and then, and then Andrew, the manager, looked into the crowd, and 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 he he asked Andrew Ward if he could play, and Andrew Ward was like, "Me, but I am merely a humble journalist. But we need you. The team needs you." And then Andrew Ward came on and he scored a perfect hat trick, one with his head and one with both feet. And then they gave him a million pounds a year contract and he won the Ballon d'Or and and he he got he got married to a sexy lady and lived happily ever after the end, Amen. I mean, it's not far off, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is quite far off. Um, what actually happened was play was held up for five minutes while the luckless inside right, assisted by his teammates, searched for his boots in the adjacent field. Ah, I missed this one so hard, my boots gone. <laughs> I can't go on. Wardy says he was given the result, and in this case it was an away win to Sterling, so he decided to write the match report to fit the result. I'm surprised more reporters didn't try this. Well, <laughs> this is so weird. It really is. It's like an alternate dimension. Like, there really must have been so little else going on that the publication that this person wrote for let him get away with this kind of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. The whole sport <laughs> page is just things that he's imagined. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the four-far dispatch spared us no details. We learn about the first goal scored by Park while the four-far goalkeeper had his foot caught in the side netting. A player who was just called Dick shot over the bar and landed, Dick. <laughs> and landed heavily when he came down the other side. This is, this is getting a bit sexual innuendo. So we just had, but the last shot was by Dick. And this next one is by a man called Cumming, which... <laughs> Albion forward, Dick Cumming, with a powerful shot into the mouth. Yeah. Of goal. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it, it carries on to Cumming in agony. <laughs> pink, mm. pink, pink in the face, clutching his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what? Needed a new piece of elastic for his shorts. Oh, bet he did. As we've discussed, Andrew Ward is not a sexually active man, so I think some of his frustrations are coming out. Mm, yeah, there's a couple of shrooms, and it all it all comes out. Mm -hmm. And a four far forward threw on his own, hit the post, and was carried off with a nasty bump on his forehead and penis. <laughs> Reed scored four fars equaliser. His colleagues pelted the Sterling goalkeeper with snowballs, and it was 1-1 uh -huh. at the end of the first half, which lasted for 63 minutes, as the referee had difficulty defrosting the pee inside his whistle. And then a platypus came, and, and he scored a goal, and everyone 
got a lollipop. Both teams scored early in the second half, soon 4-4 led by the odd goal in five, and a very odd goal it was, scored by Dick, who tied his boot lace to the ball lace and ran 50 yards into the net. That's a good idea. Wouldn't it be a handball, though? Even in imaginary land, that's got to be a foul. Mm-hmm. An excellent imaginary pass by Sterling's fish started Sterling's recovery. I don't know if that's an actual fish or a player, but <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's a trout who jumped out of the... Oh, yeah. Scaly Jim, he's like our attacking midfielder. Yeah. They went 4-3 ahead, but 4-4 equalised. 4-4, time running out. The 4-4 dispatch captured those last tense moments with typical brilliance. You can tell Wardy was loving this article, wherever he found it. Or Yeah, this is right up, this is right up his street. It's... it's- uh... It's very rare you get a... thinking that he's really funny when he isn't. Yeah, it's very rare you get a three-page story in this book. (laughs) Um, Forefart officials were already on the phone to London to tell the panel of pools experts that the game was an imaginary draw when in the dying minutes, Johnston notched up number five for the visitors. A kid-on away win. What does kid-on mean? He keeps saying that. I don't know. How are you spelling that? Just like kid hyphen on kid on maybe it's like scottish slang make believe ah is it scottish i've never Uh, heard it just says just says british just start using it i kid on that people listen to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) very good the reporter added a footnote about the Sterling Albion defender who, on hearing his team had been awarded an away win, went to his manager and asked for his win bonus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Respect. Surely I must have told you, said the quick-thinking manager, you were dropped for that game. Perhaps. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> All fiction, perhaps. But this imaginary game had its roots in the reality of a pools panel away win from the town that had once provided one of football's most alliterative 5-4 results in 4-5-5 East 5-4, now came the most vivid accounts of an imaginary 5-4 result. And just for the record, the pools panel had it correct. When the away teams met later in the season, Sterling Albion recorded an away win. Nice. So don't knock the imaginary pools. Well, that was silly. Yeah, I, in my notes, I've only written two notes, and one says, Lord, what of where? <laughs> and the other one just says, most bizarre story yet. It's definitely one of football's strangest matches. <laughs> it's, it's weird to me that they go to this kind of effort rather than just write, oh yeah, there was no football this weekend, so do something else with your life. Yeah, maybe we should uh, do a imaginary planet football league yeah we just do 90 minute streams of us commentating on a match we're imagining unfold in front of us maybe we'll get standing in a cold field well that'll be fun for everyone what was the name of that lord again i'm gonna google it oh yeah do it lord brabazon of tara brabazon atara of tara Lord Brabazon of Tara. There he is. 
He's quite a doofy looking person. That is very strange. Yeah. Um, he's from a place called Sandwich. Nice. He is 100% made up. He's a Wardy. <laughs> Wardy's last thing before he passed away was to go on Wikipedia because he knew one day someone would hunt down his lies in his book. I'm just not sure what's going on anymore. No. Um, for the record, this story was actually called All in the Imagination. Mm-hmm. Andrew Ward's Shem- Shamanic Voyage. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. I guess kind of like with the penalty kicking elephant, we probably can't seriously count it towards football strangest matches, but you just yeah. have to think that it was definitely one of history's strangest moments. Yeah, I mean it was it was unquestionably a very strange thing to do. Yeah. But uh I think it's kind of just it's just a joke that went too far. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that should have got published. But aren't we glad it did? Oh yes. <laughs> I'm so glad this book exists. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Tim Curry's jar of curry. What? It's not the best, but it's been in a lot of things. The curry is too strong. Love you, Tim. Thank you, uh, Tim Curry's Curry Concern. So, back to it. We've got another story. If the last one was as far-fetched and imaginative as you could get, this one's a bit more down-to-earth. Maybe we should just make up the rest of them. What's so great about reality? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. People have been writing books that are not true for years. Football is a simulation. No. Have you ever actually touched a football player during a match? Not real. Yeah, it might be holograms. (laughs) We have got next a story as old as time. It is no such thing as a friendly. Ah. Yeah. It's 
still in Scotland, but we've moved over to Glasgow now. Probably not the first place I'd go to for friendly anything, really. <laughs> yeah, it, especially, I mean, I've, what was it, um, Still Game, where where Naveed plays in the five-a-side team for a bit. I do take uh, Still Game to be a very accurate portrayal of uh, Glasgow life. Well, so. it's probably more accurate than that last story we just <laughs> read. Mm. <laughs> so I think you've got to assume that is the reality of it. So we have got up in Glasgow, we're still in 1963, it's May, and it is the Scotland versus Austria international match at Hamden Park, watched by over 94,000 people. Cool. So the scene is set. It began to simmer in the 16th minute when Davy Wilson scored for Scotland. It's a classic Scottish name, that, isn't it? Davy Wilson. <laughs> you have gone and scored for Scotland. Um, Apologies to any Scottish people that might be listening. Yeah, I'm not sure how far it travels, but hopefully not that far. <laughs> <laughs> Referee Jim Finney waved aside the Austrian players' protests, even though the referee's linesman had raised his flag for offside. Happens a lot. I don't know if you've seen it in non-league, but I have seen it quite a few times where it's usually throw-ins, to be fair. The the, the flag goes it that way. <laughs> the ref just gives it the other way. <laughs> Darren Strain all over again. Oh, God. Darren Strain. I haven't heard that name for a while. Maybe he's... I oh know, it's Jim, it's Jim Finney. <laughs> After Wilson's second goal, 10 minutes later, Austrian centre-forward Nemec was sent off for protesting too much. Nemec? Nemec, lads. <laughs> he thinks the Austrian doth protest too much. Um, that left 10 Austrians against 11 Scots, and the Scots led 2-0 in goals. In a way, he's put 2-0 in goals as well. <laughs> <laughs> They led to nil and fighting spirit. <laughs> but the Austrians had the real advantage as the they Austrian, led. <laughs> the Austrians were hungry. <laughs> <laughs> By halftime, Dennis Law added a third goal. Early in the second half, Austria lost the injured Raff Rider. I think that's how it's said. I don't know. It might not be how it's said, but it, it reads as Raff Rider or Raf Reader, uh, who was taken off the field on a stretcher. Yeah, a serious injury in a red card. Classic Scottish friendly. <laughs> the teams had agreed to substitute outfield players until half-time and goalkeepers at any time. And their subs were still being toyed with at this point, but surely you'd agree for subs to be in the second half when everyone gets knackered. It's just weird, isn't it? Football didn't get its head around subs for a very long time. And it, it's quite an easy thing, really. Yeah. Yeah, although it has gone too far the other way now, obviously, yeah. that you can make... You like, can't get enough of subs. Yeah, 400 subs. <laughs> gives, gives them time to pull out a Budweiser advert for 10 seconds. Ref Rider was an outfield player, so Austria were left with 9 and 3-0 down. Dennis Law scored a fourth Scotland goal, his second of the game. Lynn Hart scored one for Austria. 
Then came another unsavoury incident. The best part of football. <laughs> Uh-oh. Unsavoury incidents are really the whole reason we go to football. Yeah. It's certainly the whole reason I go to hockey. Hoff was sent off for a violent tackle. Don't so we're now... Yeah. So we're now down to eight Austrians versus 11 Scots, and it's 4-1. After more eruptions... <laughs> Referee Finney decided he had had enough. He abandoned the game on 79 minutes, not wanting anyone else to get hurt. After all, he said, it was a friendly. <laughs> wow. That's Austrians for you. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a plot twist, that when it was the Austrians kicking off. Our expectations were subverted. Yeah. Wardy has simply called this one the abandoned international. Right. As, as though there's only ever been one. Maybe there has only been one, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't even abandon the Denmark game when Ericsson had a heart attack, so... That's very true, actually. <laughs> so God knows what you have to do in international football. Maybe it is the, maybe it is the only international match ever to be abandoned. Well, possibly. Quite interesting fact. Awardy fact again. Yeah. Thanks, Wardy. I plan to remove all of this from my memory upon completion of the series. Well, that's why we record it. I uh, hope that one day, should, God forbid, you end up in one of those institutions that you are in a room with a speaker and they allow me to control what is played through that speaker... Uh, I will just play kind of football in the mix, football strangest matches. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, just give me a call if you feel like institution is is imminent. Okay, thank you. There you go. Then that's uh, that's that. We've we've double double warded. I don't think we found football's strangest match, but. We may well have. Football's strangest non match. Yeah, I don't know if you wrote a sequel book. Football's strangest non matches. It says here the subtitle of this book is Extraordinary But True Stories. Oh, Wardy. Poor at best. Yeah. There you go. So, have you got a joke? Uh, yes. Did you hear about the two antennas that got married? The ceremony was terrible, but the reception was amazing. <sighs> Good night, everybody. Football, Tom Dad's Backs, the nation's drunkest podcast. In the mix, coming at you fast. Strange football, it's from the past. Bringing you those wardy facts. Grab a nail, sit back, relax. Guaranteed you'll have a blast. Email in, we don't do facts. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.